Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And unlike always, BJ, it is the NBA Finals. We got game one last night. The Suns hold home court advantage in Phoenix. All things go right for Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Cameron Johnson, my guy, had a pretty good game last night. So, uh, BJ, first and foremost, I, I've seen the narratives. I've seen the takes. They're telling me that the Suns, the Suns are all the Suns in four is what they're saying again, BJ. Um, but I want to get into what you saw in game one last night. So we'll start there. Well, how, how was it to, to see the NBA finals between these two franchises that have never uh, met, obviously, on this big stage and obviously two franchises that are looking for that, you know, elusive title, the first one since the NBA ABA merger? Well, overall, you know, just looking at the game and looking at how the game was played, I thought both teams played exceptionally well me too and you know I, I was looking at the you know I was looking at the, at the beginning of the game I was like how many of these guys actually been in the finals right you know just Jay Crowder just Jay Crowder and I was like oh wow these guys are probably got some nerves yep. there's gonna be a lot of energy but Devin Booker came out like hey man this is what I do <laughs> yeah he, 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 he said I'm supposed to be playing in the finals. yeah he yeah. was like hey man he was like he was just having like like it was just a normal game he came out Giannis came out like I was like these guys came out over like unbelievable. I thought it was a well played game, and the thing that I saw is, you know, I I I picked the Phoenix Suns to win the series because of really two things. One, I thought the depth of their team, and I thought their role players, the guys on mm. the bench, yep, would give the guys. When you look at both teams, I thought those bench guys. Um, Cameron Payne and Cameron Johnson. Johnson. Yep. Uh, I just thought they, they're the way they play, the pace of the game favors the Phoenix Suns. Mm -hmm. And when I was looking at the game, it became obvious to me that what Monty was going to do, he was going to begin to pick on matchups with his guards. Yep. So he first he identified. Brooke Lopez, mm -hmm. and they were just going to pick on him. They were just going to keep switching into Brooke Lopez got on either Devin Booker or Chris, or Chris Paul. Paul. Yep. Okay. Then they're, So then, okay, they took Brooke Lopez out, and they put Bobby Portis in, and then just going to pick on Bobby Portis. And then they're going to pick on the other kid. Cotton is his name. What's his name? Um, the shooter. Um, oh, Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton. They picked on him. And they were just going to pick on guys. Mm -hmm. Now, I think now we know exactly what Milwaukee has to do, right? Milwaukee cannot play those guys because they're just going to pick on them. Mm -hmm. They can't switch. If they screen, you know, you, you, you get the ball and DeAndre Aiden will dive and he can obviously finish at the basket. They have shooters. This is a problem. And now I think Bud, Coach Bud, is going to be very hesitant to go to his bench, especially on the road, which is going to force them to put now Giannis at the five position. Yes, and we saw that. He matched up against Aiton yes. late in the game. Yes. Now, I, I, you know, now Milwaukee's in a box. Now, I don't know what other schemes they can come up with to counter this, but right now – Coach, the coaching staff of the Milwaukee Bucks can't put certain players in the game because Phoenix is just going to target them 
which is going to shorten their roster, which is going to shorten who can play and how many minutes they can play. And you're going to put your best player now at the five position, and he's going to have to play the five because that's you can't play your other guys because they're just going to pick on him every single time they're on the floor. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what they do. I just think this puts them in a tough position, talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, and it did seem uh, it, it was kind of like deja vu a little bit because you know you saw Brook Lopez in that drop coverage. We talked about screen roll and their problems with you know guarding screen roll. And when you look at Chris Paul and Devin Booker, like you said, they're they're trying to get certain matchups and they are you know basically setting the table to get those matchups. And it did seem at times that the Bucks were. Uh, to, to say the least, a little off balance. And, uh, you know, as much as there was, you know, a favor, you know, on their side, maybe with the amount of bigs that they have, like you said, with, you know, Giannis can play the five, Bobby Portis can play the five, Brooke Lopez, of course, has been an all-star at the five position. The Suns were able to exploit that on the other end of the floor, and that was really the story in this game. And, uh, you know, from there, I, I think, you know, you go back to the drawing board and you want to see what the Bucks can come up with. But I think you, you said it, BJ. They're going to have to play left-handed. They're going to have to play shorthanded, especially on the road. And if that's the case, then all signs point to the Phoenix Suns having a real, you know, real shot at this thing, a real shot at winning an NBA championship, which is, uh, you know, like I said, first finals since 1993, and they face your Chicago Bulls. So um, here we are. We're, 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 we're right on the edge right now. Well, what I like would Coach – you know, Monty Williams has done or what he did in game one is he made the game incredibly simple. Mm -hmm. Here are the matchups and whoever has the ball against these matchups attack this attack. Yep. Agreed. A hundred percent enough with all of the talking and the game planning. And (laughs) and, and, Hey, we are attacking Brooke Lopez. That's our game plan. Mm -hmm. That's all we doing. Coach. That's all we doing. Set a screen to Brooke Lopez gets on the ball and then attack him. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Aiden, you get to the dunker spot, and let's go play basketball. Yep. Shooters shoot, drivers drive, passers pass. Let's go play one, two, three. Now he made the game incredibly simple for these guys. There was no hesitation. There was no thinking. It was just let's find the matchup that we want, and if we miss those shots, we'll live with it. So I think Milwaukee now has to come up with a very complex game plan because. Phoenix, what they did was defensively, they felt they could match up. They established immediately that we're going to take – I like it when you just take away something. Yes, yes. Just and we've talked about that throughout the playoffs. Yep. Hey, look, you playing against Giannis. There isn't a player on the Phoenix Suns team, if Giannis was healthy, that can guard him. No one mm-hmm. can really guard him. But what they decided to do from the opening tip was we're going to take away something. DeAndre Ayton, just don't let him overpower you to the basket. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not going to stop him. He's going to get through you sometime. He's going to make great moves. That's why he's a great player. They made a conscientious decision to say, we're going to put our biggest body on him. Yes. And you face him up, and we'll, we'll support you with the other guys. Now, and we'll and we'll decide if we're going to help. I mean, they help sometimes, sometimes they don't. I mean, it, it okay. was all, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that that to me, that's championship caliber basketball. Mm-hmm. There's levels to this. We're just going to take away something. Giannis is going to be great, but we're going to take away and just make him do something that he just can't just have all of his options. Loved it. Then they put Jay Crowder on him. They did a really nice job. 
with Giannis. And by the way, Giannis was terrific. So when I saw that, I said, oh, okay. These guys are coming to win the game. Chris Paul didn't even score in the first quarter. <laughs> so he wanted to make sure that Devin Booker was aggressive. Yep. DeAndre Ayton was aggressive. Bridges was aggressive. Everyone came in was aggressive. Cameron Payne, Cameron Payne, you know what? If we come back in another life, we want to come back as Cameron Payne. This guy has Man. confidence like I've ever seen. I mean, he just comes in and he like, and everyone on the team plays with this level of confidence. Yeah. So, you know, he just had an incredibly simple game plan. I think Milwaukee has to figure out who can play, what personnel can play, because Phoenix, they're like, hey, we can get a shot anytime we want it. And they're dictating. Again, they're dictating, you know, how they want to play. And right now, they, after game one, I don't see any answers that really Milwaukee can do right now. And you heard it after the game. They, you know, Malika Andrews did a great job. She was asking Chris Paul after the game what was the story of the game for him, and he said pace. You know, and he said, you know, I'm an old head. I want to slow the game down, but coach keeps reminding me we got to keep this pace because when we, like you said at the top of the show, when we keep this pace, they're playing on our terms. And when we play our pace, the, the Bucks are going to be off balance. And they tried to slow the game down at times. I mean, they obviously made a nice run there at the end of the third, head into the fourth quarter, get down to seven points. You know, Giannis, with about six minutes left, had the ball in his hands, had a real opportunity there. Cam Johnson comes up with a big steal, and that kind of, you know, game was over at that point. So I, I think pace is a big part of this. And then, you know, trying to figure out from the other side, how do you – how do you get Giannis to be able to be Giannis without exerting so much effort? Because, again, he is not 100%. I mean, as much as he does look 100% at times in this game, I mean, he's having to exert so much energy in this game one. And if you're the if you're the Suns, I mean, that's, that's all you want to see. And if he earns it and gets a bucket, hey, we'll take that. But we're going to make him earn every single one of these buckets. And yeah. that, that's just what it was. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, when he came out there – Giannis, when he came out, I, I couldn't. He's an alien. It. I think we could all agree that he's, he's I, from I, a different I, planet. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, I, I was like, okay, maybe my television shows something different, right? Well, yep. when when I saw what I saw a week ago, I thought, yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't know what to think. Not only was he not hurt, he's he came back and played, and he had like almost a 20-20 game. What did he have, like, I don't know, 19 and 17 or something last night? Yeah, or something exactly. like that. Yep, yep. This, this, is, this is like unbelievable to me. He did this in the NBA Finals. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I, I didn't know what to think. So he is clearly, there's the other players, and then there's him. He's something different. I mean, he's mm -hmm. just, he he's on his own, you know, that's Giannis, and then there's the rest <laughs> of us. So... I don't know what the I don't know what Milwaukee can do other than if they shoot the ball well, that puts more pressure on Phoenix to shoot the ball well. Yep. But what I like about Phoenix is Phoenix right now know they can get shots. When you know you can get shots and get to the shots that you want, that gives you a decided advantage. So mm -hmm. as much as Milwaukee, we can talk about what they need to do on the offensive end, they have a bigger question. What are they going to do to match up with this other team? Mm -hmm. Because if I'm the if I'm the Phoenix Suns, I would start to pick on Giannis. Because he has to carry the load on the offensive end. 
And then I'm going to force him to carry the load or guard the other guys on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he's not 100%. Yeah. So you, you know what I mean? Like this is a, you're asking a lot for him to do because he's that means he would have to be the superior player on both ends of the court. Right. And, and, and he has to guard Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Mm hmm. That's, that's a three-headed a, monster. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. All right, so he's got to guard DeAndre Ayton, screen and roll. He's got to guard Chris Paul on the switch. He's got to get Deion, Devin Booker on the switch and off the dribble and protect the and, rim and, and watch and, the lob. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's just it's just asking too much. So again, I think Phoenix has another trick up their sleeve, which is if I were them, if I was a Phoenix Suns, I would start screening the screener. Just to make it more difficult on Giannis. So you screen Giannis, but then you would screen him again if he tried to recover. Mm-hmm. Just like so you said, you, uh, you're it, exerting it, more effort from him. Yeah, and, just, and that's all you want. Yeah, that's yeah, it, it. So I just think at some point here, you know, Milwaukee's got to figure out okay, we're going to go zone, we're going to go zone in one, zone in two. You know, we have to do something different so that we can have the right matchups on the floor at all times and force Phoenix to do something because right now Phoenix they're comfortable mm-hmm. and they know they can get to the shots everyone knows where they're going to get their shots from and if they're making shots oh man it, 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 this season, this series can be over real quick yeah, and we saw, I mean, last night, Jay Crowder had zero points, you know, but he was plus 19, made a lot of quote-unquote, as, as they would say, winning plays. But he didn't even score this game. So it's not like one of their most important players on the offensive end didn't even have a point. So, I mean, that that also adds some confidence and some cash yeah. to your team when you look at the box score and you say, hey, Jay didn't even put a ball in tonight, and we still got a pretty easy win. But, you know, Jay Crowder doesn't have to score. And, and I love those type of players. When you cannot score, don't have to score to make an impact on the game. Like yep. Jay Crowder and P.J. Tucker, like those type of players I always admire. Jay Crowder, his job was to make sure that Giannis doesn't go for 40. Yep. That's his job. His mm-hmm. job is to make sure that, you know, yesterday, offensively, I thought Brooke Lopez was terrific. He was. Okay. Both this, shooting the ball from the outside and being able to go in the This, this is what I'm saying. Uh, like, a healthy Giannis poses a lot of problems to this Phoenix Suns team. The problem with Milwaukee is well, how can they match up on the other end? Mm-hmm. Because Brooke Lopez came out early in that ball game and established that Jay Crowder couldn't guard him on the box. Yep. He started making threes. So mm-hmm. the big fella, he he brought the big fella out of the paint. Yeah, he brought Aiden out of the three-point line. He really did a nice job on the offensive end. And when they put Kaminsky in after Sarge went down, they were just throwing him and feeding him the ball in the low post. That's what I'm saying. Milwaukee, they showed they can do some things. The problem is the other end of the court, they had no answers. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to get in a track, it's kind of like the Nets series. Like You're you're not there to outscore the Phoenix Suns, and that seemed to be what the game is. and, 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 And with the pace of the game, that's why it's so important. What Chris Paul said was so important. If I can force the game to where the bigs can only make an impact in the half court, mm-hmm. that's advantage for us. 
Yep. Because their big, DeAndre Ayton, he can play and run with the bigs. Yes. I mean, he can run with the little guys as a big guy. I mean, think about this. DeAndre Ayton is not a featured offensive player and still scores 18 to 20 points Mm -hmm. as not the first option, as not even the second option. He's the third option, and he still gets somewhere between 20 points and 18 to 20 rebounds. (laughs) He had 19 rebounds in game one. Okay. This is a luxury that you just – now you got to start seeing DeAndre Ayton is quietly evolving into a top 20 player now in the NBA. Yes, he is turning into a superstar right before our very eyes. And he's impacting the game to where – the players around him knows he makes Chris Paul job easier. He's become a terrific screener, Devin Booker. Yep. His ability to roll to this guy's basically scoring 20 points a game just rolling to the basket. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, think about that. <laughs> like your only job, Tate, is just to roll to the basket. And I remember an era when, you know, guys like Dwight Howard, I mean, this is 10 years ago, guys like Dwight Howard were complaining about, you know, I need more post touches. You know, I, I need to get plays ran for me through the post. I mean, DeAndre Ayton, I don't think I've seen them run a play for him in the post. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's all roll. It's all rolling to the basket. If he gets one move on the post, let alone a counter to the move that you probably can't stop. Yep. You're looking at perhaps, perhaps, one of the, you know, you're going to say this guy, I don't know where he fits into all time, but athletically, this guy could be a pretty special player. And BJ, he always has been. I mean, I'll, I'll tell a story. When North Carolina, the team that ended up winning the national championship, they played in the Bahamas against DeAndre Aiden's high school team. He was a junior in high school, and he matched up against North Carolina's front line. Kennedy Meeks, you know, Isaiah Hicks, all these guys, Bryce Johnson, all these guys right. that went and won a championship, and he dominated them. He had like 40 and 20 points, and he's a junior in high school. I mean, it, yeah, it, I, I feel like we've almost undervalued how much natural talent he has as a big man, and now we're seeing it. Well, of course we undervalue because we live in the small ball era. We're looking at the guys shooting yep. threes and step backs and crossovers and all these things. But, you know, as I always tell you, the game always reverts back to the, you know, to the talent. DeAndre Ayton, you know, he's he played against Anthony Davis. He played yep. against Jokic. You know, he keeps quietly just going about his business. And if he gets a post move and a counter to that, and this guy is able to stay healthy for the next 10 years. You're going to say, hey, man, this guy could be a whatever, however he finishes it. Because he has all of the physical tools. He's got great hands. I mean, he catches the ball in traffic. Yep. He blocks shots. Big body. He's strong. He's athletic. And uh, I, I love to see his personality coming out. I mean, he's a fun interview now. Like, he's the best mic dub guy right now. He's like, <laughs> hey, I mean, you know. He's, he's like a kid at the candy store. Oh, man, he's great. And you know what? I, you know what I love about him and, and, and is he has an appreciation Yep. for the bigs. I mean, for the little guys. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul has given him a joy to the game. Absolutely. And, 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 and that's why I always got along with the bigs because – Bigs love it when you just take care of them. They're, yeah, it's a, it's a mutually beneficial situation. He, 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 you know, you hear me say this all the time, Tate. There's tall guys and then there's big guys. <laughs> the big guys, they are, they're different than the rest of us. Mm-hmm. They're just not, 
there he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. He's a different guy. You know, Bill Cartwright, who to this day is still one of my best friends, he's a big guy. <laughs> See, Tony Kukoc was tall. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bill Cartwright was a big guy. Mm-hmm. And you, you you treat the big guys a little different than all the other guys because they're different. They, they talk different. They need they, a certain level of TLC. Yeah, and Chris Paul, watching Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton is one of, one of the pure joys of the game. Because you know, when you, when the big guys know that their guard is going to take care, take, take, take care of them, man, the bigs just, they can make life so much easier. That's why... Bill Russell and Kareem and Wilt Chamberlain and Moses Malone and all of these, they're different. Mm-hmm. Robert Parrish, they're different. Bill Cartwright, they're different. They're mm-hmm. just Patrick Ewing, Shaq. They're just, you know, you talk to the team, but you talk to the bigs a little different. DeAndre <laughs> Aiden, he, he's in his own world right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you, you could talk to Devin Booker one way. You could talk to Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder. But when you talk to the big fella, you got to put your arm around the big fella. <laughs> <laughs> and this kid, wow. Like, I mean, think yeah. about this. Tate, Tate. He's what, 20, what, two? Yeah. Tate. Him and him and Devin Booker are going to be around for a little bit. Mm-hmm. 24 and 22. So, we, got, I mean, hey, hey, you got a ways to go hey, with those two. Hey, hey. These guys are going to be around for a little bit. Okay, that's an inside-outside combo right there. Chris Paul, okay, he's 36. I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to play. After last night, you think the guy can probably do it for another three or four years. I mean, he was was incredible last night. Like, last night, you know, he he was shaking and baking. He he looked like he was mad at everybody last night. Hitting threes and people's faces getting fouled. Hitting threes. Hey, he had a lot of jelly on them rolls last night. Mm-hmm. He was everything. He was, as they say, he was in his bag. He was in yes. his bag last night. Yes. Like, last night, I was like, oh, this is, I ain't seen this Chris Paul <laughs> since Wake Forest. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> now, th- this team could be around for a little bit, Tate. Yep. This could, it could be around. And they're going to get better. But Kiel Bridges is still a young player. Yes, Cameron Johnson is a very, very a young, I mean, young player. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they they got talent. They got a nice core of people that you know. This is this is an interesting, interesting team. If they win it this year, you got to look and start saying they have the pieces in place to put it together for a little bit. Yeah, to make a little special run. Yeah, and, they I mean, could and, be. And that's how dynasties are built. And I think you mentioned Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. I think the best thing that I saw was after the game and DeAndre Ayton's doing his press conference. And then they, you know, ESPN pans back to the, you know, all the reporters sitting in the room and in the back, Chris Paul's there watching his press conference. And Chris Paul goes up on stage after DeAndre Ayton does his press conference. And the first thing he says was, man, I loved watching DA do that. He was like, I'm just so happy for DA like that. That was so great to see him, you know, be so happy to be in this moment. I'm so happy for him. And, you know, we talk about, you know, d- chemistry within a team and those types of things. You can't say enough about what you see so far from the Phoenix Suns. I well, mean, they, they, they have that. I, I, I want to say this. Devin Booker. I just want to make sure I get try to get the words right. Devin Booker. Watching Devin Booker from last year to this year and watching his maturity as a player. Because yes. there's a difference from being a player, a good player on a bad team, 
to being a good player or a great player on a good team. If you just look at the stats, you'll say, oh, Devin Booker's been doing this for the last four or five years. No, he's a different player this year. Yes. You, 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 got, a peak, you got a peak of it in the bubble. You, start saying, you knew something was a little different. You know, you, you start saying, oh, wow, something were, clicked. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, 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 something happened. You know, you never know what these young kids when it's going to turn around because we're drafting them so young. Yes. Something he's been in the league for the five years at this point. And he's six putting years up numbers. Point. But yeah. you saw something that was a little different. Okay. This year, they caught my attention when they started winning on the road. I was like, oh, wow. That's unusual because they're such a young team with Chris Paul. Now, Chris Paul, you know, understands that. But they were winning with Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Ayton on the road. You were like, oh, wow. Okay. It caught my attention. The beautiful thing about DeAndre Ayton, as much as we should give the credit to Coach Monty Williams, Devin Booker, without questioning, Chris Paul, he has been amazing. DeAndre Ayton's leadership, he is the anchor on the defensive end. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Talk about rim protection. No, no, no. Not only is he great at rim protection, this guy can switch. He can move his feet. Yes. DeAndre Ayton, defensive presence now. You got a game plan for him. You can't just, like, attack the basket when you play against the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, and you got to give James Jones and all these guys credit. They have nice wing defenders. Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder. Cameron Johnson, Devin Booker. Yep. You have to be able to defend on the wing. They got four guys who give you maximum effort on the wing. Think mm-hmm. about that. And by the way, they got a rim protector. They got they got insurance basically on the back end. A guy who can like block shots and quick and can switch and can do all those things. Mm-hmm. This guy is but what I love about him is that his leadership on the defensive end is to me setting the tone for the rest of his career because at some point his offense is going to catch up to his defense the great players this is why i loved Giannis when he first came in the league defensively you saw him giving all of the effort that was necessary because you can't teach someone to give second and third efforts either you got it in you or you don't Mm -hmm. his offense now is catching up to what he was doing on the defensive end all of the the greatest players especially in this modern era, starting with Jordan, defensively, they were probably better at the beginning than their offense. Yeah, I mean, Jordan, defensive player of the year. I mean, he was <laughs> – and when he had off nights, he, he basically decided to set the tone on the defensive end. DeAndre Ayton's offense is going to catch up to where he's at on the defensive end. Yep. And he is the leader on the defensive end of this court because we're so busy looking at all the offense – and this, to me, is what makes DeAndre Ayton special. Is that you're saying, we got someone who can anchor us. Because he could be an anchor on the defensive end for a long time. Mm-hmm. He could score 18 to 20 points without an offensive move. If he gets one move, that's at least worth eight points. That's, that's two baskets a half. Yep. Now we're talking 28, 30 points a game. 30 and 20. 30. And now you're talking like an all-time great. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. I tell you, 
with one move, that's worth two baskets a half. He's got a nice touch from the free throw line for as a big. Yep. Okay. That's 28 and 20 just from one move. What if he gets a couple moves? <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows if he gets three moves. And, and now you're talking about teams that really don't have an answer because, like you said, the small ball you know, evolution has led us to – Jokic is, is the guy. It's him now, and Jokic. I've scouted him. I've scouted him. I, I've seen this kid play. He can shoot that three ball too. Yeah, he can. He, he, this kid, this kid, he hasn't shown you. <laughs> he hasn't even touched the surface of what he really can do. Right now, we're just getting him to be big. That's what they're doing now. They've made the game so simple. You catch it in the paint, you don't look dunk to do it. nothing else. You you got two moves. You got the dunk, <laughs> one hand dunk, or the two hand dunk. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I. Monty makes it to me. That's the genius of coaching. You just make the game simple for the guys. Yep. At some point, he's going to get a third option, a jump hook, a fadeaway, footwork, pump fake. Yep. And when he put all of this together, you're talking about an easy 30 points. And if you look at Brooke Lopez, I mean, once he extends out like Brooke did, you know, as he evolved in his career, I mean, DeAndre Ayton has the ability, like you're saying, to to evolve into that type of player as he gets older. You know what I mean? He can he can stretch out his career. Yeah, this this kid here, and you know what? You can tell he's enjoying the game, and it's fun mm-hmm. to watch. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think it, that, that, it that, really that's is. that's why it's been fun. I mean, that this finals was so unique in general, and the fact that you know we have so many promising young stars, but then you have someone like Chris Paul as well to to pass on that game. You know, yeah, that, it, that, that's, that, it's that, very that's good. what I wanted to say. Take you're you're so you're you're dead on. It's really fun when you get to be an older player and you can pass it. It's like you you pass on the knowledge from one generation to the next. Yes. Like we always talk about the game changes. You know what's fun is that somebody passed that to Chris that played in the 80s or the 90s. Chris got <laughs> yep. it. And then 16 years later, he's passing it on to this young guy who's 22. And then 20 years from now, DeAndre Aiden's going to pass it. And we always talk about the game changes. It doesn't change. <laughs> You you just hope that you get the knowledge somewhere along your journey, and, and, to, and, it, and it's a responsibility it. to pass yeah. that game. Yeah, and to see Chris Paul, Chris Paul's probably been telling this to a lot of guys, but <laughs> yeah. DeAndre Ert, DeAndre Ayton hurting. A lot of guys was listening, but some reason Ayton he hurt him, mm-hmm. and he wants more, and he's he's soaking all of this up. This guy is just like his. Uh, you know, watching his development this year has been like one of the more amazing things. This yeah. guy's actually winning games. Uh, in a small ball era, the big guy is actually winning games. Think about that. Yeah, And we know how it works, BJ. As soon as a team wins by not playing small ball, then you have the copycats and the rest of the league who are now going to start looking for bigs again. To try to match up against DeAndre Ayton. And then the game, like you said, it always reverts back. And then we're sitting in the same spot and every team is like, man, I wish I had uh, DeAndre Ayton or Nikola Jokic or Joel Embiid because that's – or Bam Adebayo. I mean, I have to have that guy to compete. I'm telling you, the bigs are back. 
<laughs> the, 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 the bigs, the bigs are back. DeAndre Ayton and 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 Brooke Lopez now, Jokic, all of these guys, Joel Embiid, they're back. Rudy Gobert, yep. these guys are back. Okay. At some point here, every team is going to need these Steven Adams type of players and and all of these guys, JaVale McGee, Dwight yep. Howards. You, you got to have these guys now. Yeah, you Dwight Howard's win. price just went up in free agency. You, you, you got to have these guys because mm-hmm. you have to have a big athlete to play against another big athlete. And if one of those, and if you have the big that can move his feet like DeAndre Ayton, then you're playing with house money. So you you got to have these guys. You you got to have them. So great to see the bigs, DeAndre Ayton. Man, I, I could talk about the bigs all day. I, I I love it. I love it. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, First Leaf. Who hasn't been there? You're standing in the wine aisle, staring at the shelves. Do you want a California red or maybe one from Oregon, something organic, maybe just the one with the really nice label? Thankfully, there's First Leaf, a better way to discover wine at a fraction of the price you'll find in a store. First Leaf is fully customizable, a wine club that sends curated boxes of wine that are perfect for you. Yes, you. And they have more award-winning wine than anyone else. With First Leaf, there's no guesswork, no misguided recommendations from an employee who doesn't know what you like, and no frustration on your part. Each wine shipment is entirely customized to your unique palate and preferences. Unlike big wine box memberships, First Leaf uses a -a one-of-a-kind algorithm and your feedback to curate future wine recommendations. For me, I love Barolos, so they started sending me a bunch, some cabs that I love that I never tried before from Argentina, from, you know, California where I live. First Leaf works directly with the world's best wineries, not only to find the best wines available, but to pass the savings on to you, saving you up to 60% off retail. I'll say it again, 60% off retail. Save time, money, and stress with First Leaf, the wine club designed with you in mind. Join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash pushin. P-U-S-H-I-N. That's six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash pushing. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off. Like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance. Or finally, understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around, like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Learn about these investment products and more at Investor.gov, your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. Back to Pushing Through. The last thing I wanted to ask you, BJ, we did see Sarge go down. Uh, They said it was just a sprained knee, so we hope he'll be okay. But DeAndre Ayton is the big for the Suns. They don't have much depth behind him. Frank Kaminsky is the guy that stepped up in Sarge's role. Um, Is is there, you know, old school basketball says, let's try to get into his body, try to get him in foul trouble, try to get him out of the game. Is is that something that we may see from the Bucs to try to 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 kind of, you know, help with that disadvantage that they already have at the five spot? Well, I think, you know, when I watch the game, I picked up on something what Monty's doing. Monty knows that he has a team that can defend individually and they can defend as a group. And they have a very special young player, DeAndre Ayton, who can rim protect and cover mistakes. So he really has all his bases covered. 
Monty does things to me that just like, like, you know, I, I know we know all these guys are good, but some of these, sometimes they do things you go, wow, man, this guy's really, he really knows his team. No one talks about this, but he does this, and they have a great defensive team. Like Chris Paul can defend, Devin Booker yep. can defend, Bridges, Crowder, Aiden. But then he goes zone to protect <laughs> his guys. Think about that. He goes zone to make sure that these guys won't get in foul trouble if he can avoid it. Yep. Think about that. He has five guys who can, they all can defend, but he goes zone at key moments during the course of the game to counter so that DeAndre Ayton, who is an X factor, can stay out of foul trouble. Yeah, to keep him on the court. To keep him on the court. I thought, wow, I was like, this guy is really in tune with his team. He really is managing the game because you need that type of assistance on the, from the sideline. You know, now, are people going to point that out? But I was watching last night, and I was going, why is he going zone? And I was like, oh, I get it. Because he knows now that he's down a big, he's down a body, and he wants to yep. make sure if the game needs DeAndre Aiden, that he keeps him out of foul trouble. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay. So he, so he's not in the fourth quarter, and DeAndre Ayton has five fouls, and we got seven minutes left, and Frank has to come in. Yeah. I, and I thought, okay, I see you, Monty. Now, no one's going to talk <laughs> about that. But mm-hmm. I thought, but great question by you, because now that's a concern. You know, Sarge gives you valuable minutes. Yes, agree. He, he gives you valuable minutes. And when you're down a body, you know, you got to figure it out. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see – what Milwaukee's going to do to counter that, you know, are they going to try to, you know, have a different lineup, maybe take Brooke and play him more with the backups. I don't know what they're going to do. That, that That's kind of what I was thinking. Giannis is at the five there and you're telling Giannis to try to go at Aiton as much as possible. Well, yeah, I, I think you can do that. I think you can do that some I don't know if I want a steady diet of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you're again, we're asking a lot of Giannis yeah, I mean, because you're, <laughs> you're asking because they're going to involve DeAndre Ayton on the offensive schemes, right? Because he screens and rolls. I mean, that's what he does. And not only does he roll, he can play vertical. Yes. So you're asking, you're asking too much. Giannis is really the only guy that can stop the vertical, the vertical lobs that they're going to throw. He's the mm-hmm. only one on their team, right? I'm trying to think, is there another person that could do it? I uh, mean, no. I mean, Lopez and Portis yeah. can't do it. Yeah, yeah Portis, Lopez, P.J. Tucker. I mean, so you're asking Giannis. I mean, that's a lot of energy, right? You're asking him, stop the ball. Stop the roll guy. Stop the <laughs> lob guy. Yep. Get out to the shooters. Carry the team. Score and then also the go get 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... <laughs> I mean, come on, like, like uh, just, we play just one against five because, and, and I'm sure Monty and these guys know that they just want to wear him out and wear them, wear him down. So we'll see. Um, I, I, I think zone will probably have to be an option. I think they probably have to be an option or they have to just initially just trap the ball. Mm. You just got to just trap it. Just say, you know what? Just get the ball out of their hands. Chris Paul, Devin uh, Booker, Booker, whoever it is. It's just yeah. trap it. I mean, the, and, 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 and last thing, Tate, you know, we're in this age of three-point shooting. You know, what makes me laugh is you could tell Monty was a former player, right? 
And the reason <laughs> you could tell is because as a former player, it's one thing you always want to do as a player. You want to dictate and get to the shots you want to shoot. Mm-hmm. They they never settle for like threes. They always snake the ball off a screen roll to get to the mid range. That that's what the analytics the analytics wants you to shoot the three, right? Because percentage wise, you don't have as high a percentage to make it. If you make it from three and you get hot, okay, great. But if you get to the shot to the place where you want to get, do you know how? frustrating that is to guard the guy when you know you can't stop him from getting to his spot like Larry Bird these guys would tell you hey man I'm getting over there and I'm gonna shoot it and Chris Paul's doing that in this series Chris Paul is not (laughs) settling for anything no he he's he's dribbling behind his back doing that crab dribble I mean he's having fun getting to his spots he's getting Devin (laughs) Booker you can tell I mean if I were a coach I would tell my guys back up to tell this guy I'm getting to my spot like mm-hmm. you, they cut Devin Booker off. Devin Booker backs back up and starts again. And then yes. if they, st- it's like he's revving the engine. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> I'm not gonna. You're not gonna make me shoot a three. I'm gonna get to where I want to go. Uh huh. And I love, I love that about Monty. Is Monty like, nah? This is what we do. I don't know what but, they're doing. This is what we do. But BJ, you mentioned the analytics. I mean, that's actually basketball. I mean, that was what ba- that's what basketball is. I mean, that's or at least that's what I grew up playing. You know what I mean? That, that to me is that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference in the game. That's the difference in the game. You know, the 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 numbers don't tell the whole story. I think the numbers are important. Don't get me wrong, but I love the fact that Monty has just simplified the game to say, okay. Chris, you get to that elbow, and you and you shoot that a hundred percent of the time. Devin, yes. you shoot that. Cam, those Cameron kids—that's what I'm gonna call them—the Cameron kids, <laughs> the Camerons. <laughs> they can shoot the spot up threes, and that's last resort. They don't hesitate. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that thing is coming off their hands so quick. I mean, it's almost like this is what I do, guys. You're like, mm-hmm. if you throw it to me and I'm in the corner, it's going up. Yeah. And guess who knows it's going up? DeAndre Ayton. That's why I get so many offensive rebounds. I I mean, it's just they are playing beautiful basketball right now. It's great to watch. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I'm I'm interested to see because this is a quick turnaround, you know, tomorrow night and uh, to see what Milwaukee is going to do. But right now it doesn't look like they have any answers or many answers. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited for game two. I uh, I think this has been a great breakdown. I think a lot of people that watched that game last night maybe didn't even understand, uh, you know, the dominance that Phoenix had at some points in this game. I mean, obviously the score will tell you that, but the way that they played and the way that they're connected, both defensively and on the offensive end, uh, when you have campaign and Cam Johnson come off the bench, each, each have 10 points that are an right. easy 10 points. Um, you know, it, it just says a lot about that team, and it says a lot yeah. about Coach Monty Williams. So, now, uh, now, very impressive. Now, Tate, there was one thing I want to—I don't want to make too big a deal about the win last night. A win is a win, and that's a big-time win for Phoenix. Yep. But game two is a more important game for Phoenix, and here's why. Mm-hmm. In game one, that was a quick turnaround for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. They were in Atlanta. They closed in Atlanta. They had to get back home to Milwaukee probably get in a practice or something, get their clothes, due to <laughs> schedule, you know, and the media availability, they had to get to Phoenix, get set up, family, travel. I expected People, them yeah. To, yeah, I expected them to lose by 20 in game one. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I expected them to lose because it was just too much to overcome. Plus, they they didn't even know if Giannis was going to play. I mean, yeah, yeah that, it just, it's yeah. just a lot. It, just, just the travel part of it. Whether mm-hmm. Giannis was healthy, that's a lot of that's a lot of moving. Yes. and you have to move your family now because it's an event, and you got made media availability, so forth and so on. Okay. Now you got people coming out of the woodwork reaching out to you. Congrats to the finals. Can I get tickets to game three? <laughs> we got to get to the hotel. Da, 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 yep. da, da. Okay. Yep. Now, game two, if there was a game for them to win, here it is. Now, this, is the, this is the game. See, if you would have asked me, I wouldn't have let Giannis play last night. You would have saved him for game two. I would have saved him for game two. And here's why I would have saved him. Because now you have three days rest moving forward up until mm-hmm. game seven. Mm-hmm. So game three, there'll be three days off. Game four, three. I could give him as much rest as I possibly could and can give him so that he can give me whatever he can give me in between there. Because this is a quick turnaround now from game one to game two. Mm. You follow me? You follow yes. what I'm saying here? Yes. Okay. Now, and that's a lot of travel. That's a lot of traveling they did. They go. They, they, had to, they had to play in Milwaukee. Then day off, game in Atlanta. Win that. Fly back to Atlanta. Fly back to Milwaukee. Da, and, da, you da. Have, and you have the mental aspect of it all. It's like game one, you lose yeah, by 20, yeah. but you say, hey, we didn't have our guy. Yeah. And he's coming back for game back, two. two. And, and then I got three days rest in between. See, yep. that, that to me, that was the key. Now. If Milwaukee is going to win the series, they better win this game yep. tomorrow night. Okay? Because that Phoenix Suns team, they travel well. Phoenix fans travel well. Mm-hmm. And the Phoenix Suns have been really, really good. They're arguably better on the road or just as good on the road than they are at home. Yes. And, 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 and they're going to have three days rest. So I think the energy that the Milwaukee Bucks have to pour into this game tomorrow night, to me, is going to be the indication on whether or not they can win this series. Mm-hmm. Just because of all of the things that have happened. I didn't expect them to win game one. So I'm not really like, oh, Milwaukee's in trouble. Phoenix did some nice things, but they should have done some nice things. That's a, that was a tired team. I just think they would have been better off if they would have saved Giannis and said, we come in with our full strength in game two. Because if you can win 1-1 going back home. Then we're up. Now now we got something. Yeah. And we've now seen we, Milwaukee, Milwaukee knows how to hold home court. We've seen that in the yeah, playoffs that, so that, far. You know what I mean? Because you got your home crowd. You got you yep. know the Deer District. You got all of the things. You got, yeah, a, yeah. You got, got a little it, momentum. You, they they have a true advantage at home for sure. Yeah, th- this team here, Phoenix, is a little different. So tomorrow night is a big game for Milwaukee, whether they know it or not. This one, to me, this is the series right here. Yeah, because because if they lose this one, I think it's going to be tough for for them to win four out of the next five. Yeah, is against this team because this team. They are a terrific road team. They are a terrific road team, and they're rested. They're, they are, you know what I mean? They, they are a rested team. They haven't had to grind out games like, like, like Milwaukee has had to grind out. And mm-hmm. 
Giannis is still hurt. Like, I don't even know what percentage he's at. Like, I, I all I know I, is he's an alien. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know anything where, else. So let's be on the lookout for that. Let's see what they do tomorrow because Phoenix, if it were I or a team, a championship caliber team that I played on, we would try to beat them by 20 tomorrow night to take their spirit. <laughs> because if you beat them tomorrow night by 20. Decisively, yeah. Then their psyche is going to be messed up. Mm-hmm. You follow me? They made a little run there late in the game yesterday. They still they still believe they can win. They're like, oh, man, yeah, we came back. If you beat them in game two, now you didn't took something away from them. Because now, because Chris Paul and them know what I'm saying here. Well, and I think it, you know, it speaks to, you're talking about the former player aspect of it. When your coach is Monty Williams and he has that same makeup and he's in the, and Chris Paul understands that as well. Right. You know, you, you almost hope that, you almost hope that someone, I mean, I, I hope that Coach Bud has somebody on that staff that's saying the same thing to him to tell his guys that, you know, we, we got to make sure that game two is, is everything for us. You because know you I mean? could, this one here, this is a championship game, and this is the series to me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have a – it's like planning a game. You don't know when you're going to have an opportunity to win the game. But you always try to win it when you – it might come in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. It might come in the second quarter. But when you have a chance to win it, you win it. Phoenix has a chance right now to win the series. Yeah. To take them out. Take them out. Because let me tell you what. If they win there, if they beat them again by 20 points tomorrow night, I guarantee the Milwaukee Bucks players will be like, I don't want to come back here. Uh, it's just too hard. You put some doubt. You, you yeah, it creeps me. in. Yeah, 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 you put some doubt. Like, man, they beat us, and, and they beat us, and they knew we was ready to play. Mm-hmm. See, they got a built-in excuse for game one. Game two, Phoenix know, man, they got to try to win this game. Yep. If we beat them by 20. If we take their heart, yeah, then, they, then, they, then we're say, winning. Uh, they'll be like, uh, do we really think? They might go home and win one game. Yeah, win game got, three. Yeah, yeah, they might win one game. But they, they ain't going to go back there and be like, no, nah, we, 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 can't, we, can't, we, can't, we can't beat them at home. We can't beat them at home. And that's what they know. And so when 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 Brooklyn didn't take out Milwaukee in game three, that's when the series. Yeah. Brooklyn had a chance. Brooklyn had a chance to win it. That they could have sw- they were on the way to a sweep going into game three. You, you always have a chance. Yeah. You, you it, 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 it it happens in every series, every game. Even when yep. you lose by 30, you'll be like, "Okay, I know where that went bad." Yeah, yeah. I know. Like they did bad. in game 2. They were just like, well, yeah. "Well, we came out and we were trying to outscore this team. What are we doing?" <laughs> and when you so if you give Milwaukee hope, they got a great player. And the rule for a great player, take that I'm going to let it alone. You cannot allow a great player to be great. They have a great player, and he and he is looking for greatness. (laughs) He's searching every single stone for greatness. Let me just tell you, he's something else. Giannis 
<laughs> if he's not your favorite player, he should be. Because you know this about Giannis. Is he a perfect player? No. No one's perfect. But you know every ounce of energy that he has in that body, he's going to give to that game. Mm-hmm. You can't question that. Now, Giannis is trying to find a chink in the armor right now. Yes. And if there is a chink in the armor, it's gonna, Giannis is going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> he going to find it. Chris Paul and company, if they give him hope, he'll probably win the series. Hope is a dangerous, dangerous thing. Yeah. Yep. Because he, he's too great of a player. He's too great. Yep. He's too great of a player. So I agree. I agree. I, uh, I I find this series fascinating for for all the things that we've been talking about. There's so many great storylines. There's so many great players. And r- regardless of how it goes, I mean, we're going to either see Giannis, you know, have his, you know, launching pad moment in his career where he, he goes and takes this thing and runs with it. Or we have someone like Chris Paul who and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, these guys that two young guys that, you know, who knows? They could be the next Kobe and Shaq for real. You know, and Chris Paul, what he's been able to do in his career to be able to to persevere to get back here with his original coach who he played in Oklahoma City with during, you know, Hurricane Katrina season and then gets traded and dumped in OKC and then comes back here. I mean, it, it's storybook stuff. And uh, I, I I just excited. I'm excited for the basketball uh, and excited to see how both those players respond. Chris Paul, Giannis Antetokounmpo, because. It, it's good to see BJ. I, I, it's the first first finals in a long time that I'm just excited to watch. It really is. I'm going to say this. If I was Coach Bud right now, I would explore just making a bold move, starting Giannis at the five, and see what happens. I love it. I, I, I would just make a bold move. And, and the reason I would start him at the five, not because of what, what, what everyone is saying or why they should start him at the five, is because I want to have my second unit better than their second unit yes so we have an all-star we have an all-star with their second unit unit. brooke lopez so that way he has to play deandre ayton extended minutes yes he has to make a decision Decision. yeah that's what i would do as i was as as i was talking i was like that's the move if i was if i was the milwaukee bucks staff right now i would say let's start him because their starting five is probably just as good or better than our starting five Mm-hmm. But our we have to have a better bench so that he has to extend the minutes of their starting five. And we take away one of their attack points in their starting five, which is to go over Lopez. You know what I mean? So you talked about being simple. simple. Now we don't have the simple solution every possession. Brooke, when you come into the game off the bench, your job is just to score. Yes. You're, you're going down to the block, and if, and if you have Aiton who stays out, you're taking him to the three-point line. Right <laughs> I don't know who's going to score between more points between him and Cam, Cameron Payne, but I, I know I got a guy that can score off the bench. Yep. That, that's what I that's what I, I would make a bold move. I would make a bold move, and that's what I would do. Yeah, I like that. I like that move. Uh, yeah, well, fascinating stuff. We'll see what Coach Bud does in Game 2. I'm excited to see what the Bucks uh, show us and show the world in Game 2. BJ, anything else before we get out of here? When in water, my friend. I know we in the desert, but when we in water, though, Tate, what do we do? <laughs> we got to make waves. We will see you later in the week to talk all things NBA Finals. See you then.